Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. That was the creepiest intro that you've was ever a done. Different inflection. That than was the you creepiest intro. I know. I did it on purpose. Nobody else noticed that. Hello, that was... I am Vincent Price, and I say hello <laughs> and greetings and salutations. What is Jason doing with his voice on this intro? I did that just for that reaction <laughs> okay, right there. That's right. what I was wow. going for. I was mixing it up. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Uh, oh, I'm doing good. good. Welcome I'm, to our podcast where we review old hammer horror films <laughs> from the 1970s. Yes, sir. All right. Send us your favorite hammer horror Soon, films. Soon, we're bringing Elvira out. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> That's Not a, here. Nobody knows that reference. <laughs> no no one? No, not really. God. I'm the I'm the last living Elvira no, person. Not really. The <laughs> knowledge of Elvira I think exists. Elvira is still alive. I think the lady who played oh, Elvira. That's a shocker. Oh, let's look it up. She exists in it. my mind only. Oh, man. <laughs> Stop talking. Yes. This is like the ramblings of an old... Stop talking. I am an old person. Oh, my goodness. All right, Jason, why don't you get us going forward, and I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can figure out how old Elvira is. What if I don't want to know about her? Well, I'm already, I'm a, already All right, I'm going to take a guess. Now. We should take a guess. I think she's 80. Does anyone know, does anyone know Elvira's real name? No. no. I don't care. Cassandra Peterson. I did know that. All right. Okay. <laughs> she is still alive, and I feel kind of bad because she's not as old as I thought she was. Really? Yeah, because I also would have guessed, guessed uh, in her 80s. Yeah. She's or, 74. She is uh, turning 70 this year. Okay. Wow. 1951 shocking. was when she was born. That's wow. shocking. Okay, then. There you go. Oh, well, all right. So that's your horror fact for the day. That's, that's our horror and fact. And for those of you who don't know who that is, that's okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. So, speaking of new stuff, I'm going to introduce today a new segment to the podcast. Oh. Now... If you guys have been listening for a long is it time, as exciting as Elvira, <laughs> more. <There> you <laughs> if oh, you've wow. been listening to the podcast since the beginning, we've 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 dabbled in segments so far. We've okay, kinda, we've dabbled. dabbled we have dabbled. We, remember, we did the top five. We did. we did. We did. And we kind of let that go. We let it go because we got tired of it. Yes, yeah. and, it was tough and, work. and then we we've sort of. Eh, Informally done some other segments, but yes, I, I decided to be a little more formal. Okay. I'm going to start a headline that or a, a, a I don't segment. Think anybody that knows the three of us is surprised that you would be the one to introduce formality. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and it might last a week or two. That's good. I've been feeling like we've had a lack of decorum on this <laughs> podcast, and I'm glad you're bringing us to order. So. All right, I don't feel those. Things. This is a segment we're going to call headlines. All right. All right. Who who did headlines? Was that Conan or was that Jay Leno? Then he then one of them know. used to have a headlines thing. Remember I that? Think Jay Leno did. Was it Jay Leno? I think he there did. You go. Okay, you have to do it in a Jay so Leno voice. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find some headlines and some articles, and, and uh, are we going to react? Gonna, to I'm going to read, and I just want I just want your reaction to this. All right. All right. Were so, you reading the whole article or just the headlines? Are these real headlines? These or did are you real. Make them up? These I are real. Why don't you read the headlines, and if we want additional information, these are real. All these right. are actual news stories. Because they're on the internet. <laughs> yep, that means they're real. Oh, Jason, so they stop real. it now. Okay. <laughs> we are also on the internet. Yes. <laughs> Reputable news sources have these headlines. All right, here's your first headline. Florida woman survives being hit by a flying turtle. Okay. I'm glad she survived. I'm, that's I'm gonna be so my glad reaction. it wasn't Florida man. It should have been yeah. Florida man. It was man. a Florida woman. It was in Daytona Beach, Florida. All right. Hit by what a was flying, the flying turtle. turtle. So I'm, I'm a guess. I'm on guess. Okay. The turtle was flung off the back of something, like a truck or some moving V, something. Maybe I'm getting too specific. It was sitting in a tree. Wow. 
Okay. What happened? Okay. <laughs> it fell on her. <clears throat> okay. Somebody threw article it at says, her. The article says, it's not unusual for rocks and other debris to crash through a windshield and injure a driver or pasture, but a turtle? A 71-year-old woman riding with her daughter on Florida's Interstate 95 suffered a gashed forehead Wednesday when a oh. turtle smashed through the windshield of their car, striking her. The daughter pulled over and got help from another motorist. According to 911 recording, both were surprised by what they found. Yeah. There's a turtle in there, the man can be overheard saying. A turtle, the daughter exclaimed. An actual turtle. The gas drew a lot of blood, but the woman was not seriously hurt. And here's the answer to your question. The turtle was likely crossing the interstate and got knocked into the air by another vehicle. Okay. That's no, how the turtle was flying. Was sort of close. It did, it did involve another vehicle. Yeah. So. Does it report the health of the turtle? Yeah, what's the turtle it doing? It actually does. I, I, knew it, I knew it would. Uh, here, here's the final statement in the article. The turtle, on the other hand, had the best of luck, best luck of anyone. It just had a few scratches on its shell and was released back into the nearby woods. There good for go. him. Good, good job, turtle. Good job, you made turtle. It physically yeah. assaulted an things. elderly woman, but you're doing yeah. good. He went back and told his story. I got run over by a truck thrown in the air through a windshield, hit a woman, and I'm back. That's right. Doing good, guys. And that's how turtles talk. Daytona Beach. Well, maybe... Florida turtle. Florida turtle. Maybe the turtle was on vacation. Could have been. There you go. It, he's probably been heading down that way for several months. Yeah, several so. years. Taking him a while not to get there. Not if, he's, not if he's moving at the speed of getting hit by a car. He could probably get there Maybe that's quick. his mode of transportation. Yeah. If yeah. he gets hit just right, it boosts him. I'm really shocked when you said turtle that he didn't get jumped on by an Italian plumber in the middle of a Mario game and got uh, hit, and that's how he comes flying at people. So I'm all good with that. But. So, There's your right. video game reference for the day. <laughs> Next one. This one I heard on another podcast, and I had to go check it out. Just All right. It got me. Uh, it made me laugh, and it's true. Here's the headline. Mystery animal in tree turns out to be a croissant. Mystery what? Animal. So the animal was a mystery. And a mystery looked- animal in the tree turns out to be a croissant. Oh. Say what? <laughs> so he thought it was an animal, and it turned out to be a croissant. Oh, I also heard this on a podcast. You it's did. a podcast you and I listened to. It I is. just, I remember where you that just was. Forgot. Now I remember him talking about a the woman in Krakow, Poland, had quite a fright when she saw what looked like a bizarre animal that had been hanging in the lilac tree outside her home for a few days. The woman called for help dealing with what she thought might be an iguana. When the officers showed up at the scene, they were able to nab the mystery animal bread-handed. Oh God! There's a pun. Because the animal in question turned out to be a croissant. Joel, I want you to find the vine that's the person saying, you made me drop my croissant. Put that in there. That's good. That's the only comment I got. So find that. And and, and here's the funny part. I just to say, if we're going to have puns, I already hate this section. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Only if it's in the story. That is a bizarre story. I'm all for that. Where was that person from? They're in Poland. And they actually have a theory as to how the croissant got into the tree. Someone put it there. (laughs) It got (laughs) hit by a car on the back of a turtle. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They said they think somebody threw it out of their window to feed the birds. And it just landed. In the tree, there's actually a picture with this. I don't, you know, for the people we, we listening. Can't show Is this it. what we can't people are reporting it. on in Poland? She called the authorities. She called 911 or whatever they've got this in Poland. Feels like also that meme of you know what this actually feels like. It feels like the Facebook page of my neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> somebody has left their croissant over in my tree. I would yeah. like everyone to pick up their own croissants when you're out walking. 
And just like the last story we read, they also report on the uh, condition of the croissant. <laughs> is it eaten? It says the animal rescue did not mention what happened to the croissant after it was retrieved from the tree. So evidently, that's a question people that's have. Question. Okay. What did you do with the croissant that you found in the tree? There you go. <laughs> Hashtag croissants have rights, too. They, they're people, too. Croissants are people too. I'm croissants are people too. Croissants are people too. All right. I've seen a lot in my life. They may be one day. Okay. I never know. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Now this is one of those stories that it, I just thought would bring up discussion as to what would you do? What would I do? Uh, what would you do in this situation, depending on who you were? All right. Belated birthday. Wait, I get to choose who I am as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm I, Superman. I, go. No, in the story. Oh, okay. There's a brother and there's a sister. Okay. All right. Belated birthday gift from brother earns woman a $500,000 lottery prize. Ooh. So Maryland gave woman, her a late lottery. Yeah, it's what happened. A Maryland woman received a scratch-off lottery ticket as a belated birthday present from her brother, and <laughs> she had to forgive the gift's tardiness when she won the $500,000 jackpot. Basically, what happened was uh, he gave her this ticket, it was like a few days after her birthday because he forgot her birthday. So he oh. gave her a lottery ticket to kind of make up for it. She sort of threw the ticket aside and didn't do anything with it for several weeks, finally decided to scratch it off. And when she did, it was a $500,000 top prize. Happy birthday. Now, here's my question is, would if you were the sister, would you feel the need to give some of that back to the dude for to your brother it's your brother who gave you the gift whether i feel the need or not i might do it but i, I wouldn't feel obligated if you give me a gift it's my gift well that's i have what no I obligation think. to give yes. it to you but i probably I but probably would that would. cause family friction oh i'm confident it causes family probably. friction yeah probably the truth yeah. is whether you gave it to me or not i, I would say in, in many a family if someone comes into five hundred thousand dollars it yes. might cause family friction i so, can tell you if families that it would cause friction that you gave me a lottery ticket for a birthday <laughs> present, yeah. that in and of itself would have been a problem. Yep. Other families, not so much. And of course, here's a quote from the brother. He says, if I'd have known it was that, I'd have kept it. Well, of course you would. Of course you would. But have. you didn't. You gave it to your sister. And the what sister just... What kind of compliment or backhanded compliment is that? Is If I knew my gift was worth something, I would not have given it to I you. I thought I was giving you a dollar. Yeah, and it right. was $500,000. My goal was to give you trash. I was trying exactly. to give you garbage two days late, and I will say I, I judge you. I have been. Uh, this reminded me. I someone did gave give me a lottery ticket for a gift one did time. They? Yes, right. and one of them I won fifty bucks. Oh, there you go. Did and you feel obligated to give? Them I something? did not. I actually felt. I did kind of feel a little weird when I went back and told them. I was like, "Hey, you know that lottery ticket you gave me? That was a fifty dollars scratch off." And they were like, "Wow!" And I didn't know if that was going to like make them feel bad yeah. or what but yeah i did tell them jason that 50 dollars could get me out of a lot of jams i know <laughs> a lot of jams and it was just 50, 50 bucks. bucks i'm just wondering if it's five hundred thousand. you know that would I cause like some that. friction maybe i don't there know there you go hope yeah. i hope they do well all right last one. Oh, we got one more police respond to report of home intruder find robot vacuum <laughs> I can imagine that. I have a robot vacuum. This apparently happens more often than you well, would think. Well, yeah, because it was an alarm that went off, is my guess. Actually, no. In this uh, instance, uh, the lady and her two-year-old daughter were asleep, yep. and they were awakened by this banging sound. because yeah, it bumps into stuff. Yeah, and so she ran into the closet, called the police, told them there was an intruder. They had to break the door down. 
got into the house and they found that it was the uh-huh. robot vacuum running around. Yeah. So I have woke I have awakened to my robot vacuum cleaner running. So do you run it at night? I don't have not intent mine not intentionally, but occasionally when the power goes off or something, uh-huh. it will reset. Mm. Have you and seen these uh, So I now have a foolproof way to keep it from doing that. Have you seen these lawn Roombas? I have. The ones that go on your lawn. I don't know I how have. much they are. It it literally cuz I hate cutting my grass. Yes. I literally thought even if it was fifteen thousand dollars, <laughs> I would go out and get a get a second mortgage on the house. Just get this way and get this. That would go in my neighborhood. Everybody needs to control their lawn Roomba. Yeah. I'm just saying. I was out walking with my little dog, and the lawn Roomba came at my. It dog. ate my dog. Your robot lawnmower ate my dog. <laughs> I hate to break it to you though, Nathan, but for that price, you could get someone to come cut your grass. Dude. I understand, but then I also could be the guy. Who has the the lawn robot, I the think, little robot that goes. I out think there. Jason was saying he would come cut your. Oh, grass. gotcha! Well, there you go. For that price, yes, I would come it for yeah, whatever you it said. It would be there. better because I can just imagine with my four girls, if I had a little lawn room, but some would be out there trying to ride on it. There is yes. no doubt. Yes. I could tell you the ones that would start first. Yes. That start riding on the lawn or chasing the lawnmower. They and often they love. This it. is the way it would go with your kids. One of them would go out. The other three would go. Papa, he's out riding on the lawn room. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. That's my life. So, our new segment, Headlines. Um, I liked it. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I used up all my So, headlines. if anybody was uh, still watching now. I think, I think, <laughs> I think maybe that, uh, that actually uh, killed all our viewers. I just say We took a good 13 minutes to Yeah, do we that. should just put a warning at the beginning of this. If you would like to skip over. Yes. So, maybe I won't do that next time. Or maybe no, you no, picked no, up no, a lot I'm, of. I'm not Here's what that. I'd like to do. I'm going I'm to give it a few weeks, and I want people to go to the link and, and give us a comment. In the in the question link, go to the question link in the description, and if you liked headlines, I want to know about it. I'm not going to do it next week. I want to hear from you, All and right. then you tell us whether you want more headlines or kill the headlines. You, and if you, you came here to this video because you really love that turtle and that got away, <laughs> let us know that. Yes, and let us know other animal related things that you want us to speak yes. on. And if you are a person that can't find the comments to get to the thing, you can just email us. That will work. (laughs) Help at community-christian.net. If you can't find the comments, you might be the 71-year-old lady who got hit in the head by the turtle. So they're right there. Or do what people do to me and just walk up as if we're in the middle of a conversation and talk to me about the podcast. And I go, what are we talking about? Do we do a podcast? (laughs) Yes. What turtle are you talking about? No. I hate turtles. I hate turtles. I think with the turtle, I'm like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Now on to actual questions people care about because they send them to they us. Did. They did send us questions, and we have one that we're going to do today. I think it's going to give us something to talk about. Our most loyal viewers. Our most loyal. Give them yeah. something to talk the ones, about. The ones that haven't left after headlines. Yeah. Uh, so here's the question from a listener. What first caused Lucifer to sin in a perfect place like heaven? And what hope do I have of not sinning in heaven if the angels can do it? Well, you know, you had shared that question with us. So I, this time, when you read it, I heard I heard something that I hadn't really listened to before. Okay. There, there's an implication in there that environment has something to do with you sinning. Yes. Yep. That if I were in a perfect environment, I wouldn't have sinned. But we know for sure that didn't work with what God created, which was a perfect place for humans. Hmm. 
and we immediately sinned. Where, mm. where, where God was. Mm. Yeah. Where God was with them so, walking in the garden. In the Garden of Eden, when we're told the human story, this, this, you know, this account that gives us our story, that was a perfect existence. And, you know, you mm. still, the humans went off track. You know, I can't say that there has been an environment that has caused me to sin. And, you know, there's a lot of... Hmm. And, I have created environments that are sinful. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of, honestly, grace for our... I'll say for ourselves as parents. This hit me maybe six, seven months ago. I was just talking with my wife about something. And, you know, there's this feeling a lot with you You, you have these kids and you have this... There's a spider right, right on my... And it's a pretty good-sized spider right there on my... Oh, he's a leaping spider. Well, what you can't notice while you're looking at the spider is there's like a convention of school buses yeah. out our front door. Well, what's happening? Our They're swapping kids between the school buses. <laughs> Someone get down here from the newspaper. Oh, the kid, he did. The kid just left yeah, one he, school bus and got on the other one. I bet it was a uh, he got wrong, on the wrong school bus. bus. I got, got on, on the wrong, wrong bus. bus. Oh, that's great. Y'all pull into that You job. heard it here first three weeks after it happened. Yeah. We don't know who these people are. There I'm going to watch them, see them turn around here and not run over somebody. That's something you, also that is some something that we don't see here every day. We do not see that, that every day. That spider was quick, dude. There's a way. Okay, back to Lucifer. Well, right. between yeah. the, oh, so we, what I was going to say was <laughs> I had this thought with my, you know, you get these kids and you start to have, at least I have, but I'm, I think it's a pretty common parent feeling of you suddenly start to realize uh, I can't protect them from everything right. and that this is a person i love that especially when you when when they're a baby and you very first have them they very much feel like this is just an extension of myself mm. this is an extension of myself and no matter what i do i can't protect them from being hurt or causing hurt to other people and you have this feeling my wife and i do with you well you just got to love them no matter what you just flood their heart with love and it'll all be fine but in that in that, I remember saying to my wife is, then that does have this feeling that I'm somehow better at loving than God is because God in the garden hmm. perfectly loved, yeah. fully surrounds people with his love, and people still go, yeah, this ain't good enough. Well, and I'm going to try something different. I was just sitting here thinking while you were talking about it, that's even a great illustration that most of us would be par parents could think of in terms of why is it your child, right. before they really can even talk, chooses to rebel against you yes i mean even the best of parents your child before they could say words to you looks you ball in the face when you've asked them you know they understand you mm -hmm. and they do the opposite yes well, so or now, they lie or they so hide now when you're saying why why do we rebel in perfect places it's because rebellion is in the heart of mm. and so then I told you another thing. I don't know. You have something you want to say on any of that, Jason? Because that's not, not the heart of the question. But No, I think at the heart of the question, well, it'll just help us get back to, I think, what the person really is concerned about. Because I've heard people ask this before is, um, are we going to have free will in right. the new heaven, the new earth, in our, in, our, in our eternal home with God? Will we have the capacity to sin? Because um, I know that causes some, you know, disconcerting things and people are like well if i don't then am i really there because right. i want to be but if i do i'm afraid yeah because I've, i don't I've not always made the best use of my free that's will that's right here. and I, I first of all the bible really does not give us a definitive answer on this question it right. does talk about what existence will be like mm -hmm. <laughs> and it certainly gives us the indication that 
you know, it, all those things about every tear is wiped away, every, you know, sin is, sin is defeated, death is done away with, and all those things are, are with it, and we will be with God in that place. Um, and so there doesn't give us any indication that that's going to be our, our state, but at the same time, I, I get that whole thing of, you know, there has to be some sort of free will going on there, but it takes me back to that passage of Scripture where it talks about, you know, God who began a good work in you will see it through to completion. Right. And I know that the good work He's doing in us is creating within us and helping us to become the type of people that are done with sin. That's right. And, and you actually talked about this in a message a couple of weeks ago um, where you talked or no, actually, coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. It's you coming were, up. You in just a read weeks. it, but yeah. Yeah, I just read. Yeah, I get confused. Yeah, we so, all do. <laughs> but I just read. You just wrote it, and I read it about the the state of how we misunderstand what heaven's really going to be. Yeah, I think I think when you when you go in with the concept of you know that heaven or that God's goal, God's goal is to take us sinful people and get us to finally say yes to him, and that's all he really needs. Once he says yes, then when we die, even if we are the most sin-filled and desire-to-sin person, he has to put us in heaven. Mm-hmm. And our, our idea is heaven's this place that everybody will want to be, but that's not really the idea that the Bible gives. Heaven's a certain kind of community. Yes, It's a community that is filled with praise for God and that people who willingly, when God gives them a crown on their head and says, good job, they go, oh, oh this doesn't belong to me. This belongs to you. Because mm-hmm. they realize it's a, it's, a, it's a place where God is worshiped and they have conditioned themselves to be there. And so we've quoted Dallas saying this before. Dallas always would say, God's going to let everyone in heaven who can possibly stand it. Yes. And the truth is, some of us, we like sinning. Mm-hmm. There are certain kinds of things that we enjoy doing that we know aren't good for us, mm-hmm. nor good for the people that are around us, nor good in general, but we really like it. It's why we're constantly asking, or people, I, I'm doing this, we're constantly asking the question, what can I do and still get in? That's right. What sins can I commit and still be okay? It, it reveals in me a lack of transformation. Right. Because I'm still asking the wrong question. That's exactly right. The question is, what's the kind of person in, that I'm supposed to be? In fact, one of the fruit of the Spirit is, you know, that eventually I'm going to be self-controlled, which means this will that I have, mm-hmm. I won't need the law of God against those kind of things. There is no law. Yep. I won't need the law of God the Spirit of God will eventually so fill me, the love for people and love for God will fill me, that I will be self-controlled in that I want to be the person that God made me to be completely. And therefore, I don't want to do those kind of things. It's not, it's not that somehow I'm not doing them because I might get punished for it. I don't want to do them. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I think it's important, you know, and I know you go through this um, a little bit in your sermon, but it's once again why it's important to understand that the Bible is not giving us 
categories or rules necessarily even to follow. It's giving us a story. It's giving us a template of really everything since the con- the creation of the world has been about God wanting to be with his people and, cr- and forming a people that could stand being with God. That even in the Old Testament, you see all those laws and you see all the things that are in there. It's about him forming people into the kind of people that could possibly stand to live with God, right? Because even when, when, you know, we kind of have these pictures, even if you don't know the Bible, you kind of have this idea of like, well, God had to live in a temple and be behind a curtain so no one could see him. That actually isn't what God said. God said, hey, bring all the people to to me. I want to I want to meet with the people and they said, "No, no, 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 no. <laughs> we can't be with God. Moses, you go be yeah, with they, God." When they God invites them all to come to the mountain, yes. they go, "Oh, no, mm, we don't want that. Yeah. Moses, you go do that." Moses, yeah. you go up there. And then while Moses is up there, they go, "You know what? You know what God will love? Let's do the things he told us not to do and make a calf." <laughs> and well, you know, they make this whole idol thing, which is by far, and I think it's funny. I don't remember this being one of my favorite. That is by far my fate my my daughter favorite Bible story. All of them love really? the one where they had to drink the gold. They had to, they had that gold. Anytime someone says a cow, one of my one of my daughters will go, you remember that story where they made the golden cow and they had to drink the cow? And there and then they all crack up and they think that's hilarious. But that's that's a funny part, you know. I grew up on the movie The Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston. They don't include that part. No. Where he <laughs> says, Hey, grind up that statue, all y'all drink that. Well that makes Moses a real bad dude. <laughs> I know. He's mean. Well, and literally, we missed that part of the story. If you if you know that, if you don't know, basically, God frees the people of Israel, which are His people, and He's going. He begins with a with a family with which becomes a nation, and He says, "I'm going to make these people the kind of people that could stand living with Me, and then we're going to take this to everybody." But I'm I'm going to show what it looks like in a family, and then a nation, and then we'll take it to the whole yeah, world. Because ultimately, you know, we have this thought that. Christians have to give up a lot, but hey, it's worth it. I get to go to heaven when I die. Mm. And the truth is there are things that I say no to, but eventually if I, the teachings of Jesus are just so good that when I begin to do them, I go, oh, I didn't want this, but I was wrong not to want it. I, right. it mm-hmm. This is a better way. Yeah. It's a better way. I feel better about myself and about the world. It's better. I used to walk around and say to people, you know, if I found out that we were all predestined and <laughs> I was going to go to heaven no matter what, there were some people I was going to kill. <laughs> and there was a time in my life, there's probably that I actually believed that. Right. I no longer have the desire to hurt anyone. Right. I, well, I just, the, the idea to hurt someone, even when, that idea, that idea does not appeal to me. Well, you know, you and I were just having this conversation at lunch where in the conversation I said, I think me and you may be using a different form of the word wrong because often when we use the word wrong, what I had said was, if I know something's wrong, I don't want to do it. And, we, we, and then we got this thing, well, I can know it's wrong and still want to do it. And I said, only if, and this is where we realized, there's kind of a cultural version of the word wrong, which we think of as morally wrong. Like, I know I shouldn't hit somebody, but I really want to hit somebody. Mm. But when, in the context of that, when we were talking, what I meant by it was wrong in the sense that it's not correct. It doesn't lead to what I think it is. Because the reason is, I know there's a rule that says I shouldn't hit my brother 
But I think it's going to make me happy that in this moment, it will make me, even though other people may not approve of it, it will make me happy. Mm. When I get to the point that I realize doing any form of intimidation or violence or aggression to another image bearer of God does not make me happy, it makes me sad, eventually, and this is what you're talking about, murder isn't wrong because God goes, that's offensive to me. I don't like the way that feels when you do that. God says it's wrong because it ain't going to lead you to flourishing. And you, not only do you kill a person, you you destroy a little bit of yourself, and there's a lot of studies that show that. Yes. Any, even when it's lawful taking of life, a little bit of oh, a person yeah. gets reduced. And it's, it's why, why soldiers struggle. Yes, It's why Jesus says your your ability in your mind to call someone a demeaning term like idiot is the same as murder because it is wrong. It is not leading you to human flourishing. You think it is good because I'm just venting steam and everyone's got to let their steam out. Everyone's got to say that. What Jesus is saying is the leap of logic or the leap in your mind that you have to take to demean an image bearer of God enough to call them less than human, which is what you're doing when you're calling someone a name. You're saying, this is what you are. You're not an image bearer of God. You're an idiot. You're a whatever. Is the same leap of logic it takes to kill someone. The difference is it's just not culturally acceptable for you to kill someone. But in American history, it's not been that long. I was just having this conversation with somebody. Watch any Western movie. It was culturally acceptable that if I was the big guy in town, I could murder someone I had a disagreement with, sit down at the bar with other people and order a drink, and everyone's kind of like, well, that's just Tony. You don't cross <laughs> Tony, right? It's, it's Or for really small offenses. I mean, tiny offenses. Yes. Yeah. And, and we know that this it used to exist. So Jesus is saying, I'm trying to make you the kind of person that the way you feel about murder is also the way you would feel at cursing at someone who cuts you off in traffic because you see everyone the way God sees them and you're able to move that way. That's a person who's comfortable in heaven. So I think back on this question, I think that's the kind of thing if we have to begin to think about heaven and again, what I would say in real adult ways yes. of it's not just this cartoon pleasure place where everything you want ever takes place and even though I'm not a really, I'm not, I don't want to be with God. I certainly don't want to miss out on the pl pleasure factory. Yeah. Right. So I'll do that. And how could anybody, the environment must have, how, what hope do I have if angels, well, that the other part of that, that I'd want to break down for the person that I think culturally we don't get is angels aren't dead humans. <laughs> Right. They, they, we aren't the same. Uh, species may not be the right word. We're not the same kind of we're, creature. We're not the same kind of creature. So, I'd, there, I mean, honestly, the amount that the, that the Bible, that Jesus, that the apostles tell us about angels and the spirit world, there is some talk there. It's sketchy at best. It is, mm -hmm. it is looking at something we hear about and you see it very sketchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and most of, the, most of the pictures or stories you have in your head about Satan or Lucifer or all these different things, I, I, I bet if you go and you're, you go and look, most of them are not stories that are directly from the Bible. They're either maybe a small verse that somebody has built things around. There, there's not a lot of 
chunks of text that go and here's what happened before the creation of the world with satan and all yeah, that right. That's it, right. it's very it's limited. kind of reverent referential but it's yes, not they refer to things but they but don't it, explain it it's almost like you don't really need this information yes. I, this did take place but mm-hmm. it's not important for you to understand that i just want to i want to refer yeah. to it yes. and there's that's why some of the verses we read people get hung up on they don't make a lot of sense to us is there a spirit world where these other creatures that are different than us who serve in the presence of God, that's what they were made for, and some of them rebelled, and they rebel like we rebel, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know what their mission was other than to serve God, and right. you know, I don't know what they were made for. I don't know all of that. Those, those answers that I can find are not given to us. That's right. So to equate what he did... Right or she, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know Who if they knows? have <laughs> what what that is. The with us is not an equal. It's not no. an equal equation. Yeah, but you know, I think the thing you said, and I think this is huge. What we've been talking about of heaven is, I, I, one person might. I think it's John Ortberg who says it like this, that God's goal is not to get all of us from down here, down here, up there. It's to get up there, down into here. Mm-hmm. That God's not trying to get me to heaven. He's trying to get heaven into me. Yep. That he's trying to get me to be the kind of person. And I and, and I had an experience just today, just praying with God today, this, uh, this morning. I just I went in and prayed this morning. I just had this experience where I was overwhelmed by, I think I have an even greater appreciation of grace when I remember it's more than just the forgiveness of my sins, mm-hmm. yes. that my whole life I grew up knowing Jesus died, so that, and this is the way it was, whether it was taught to me or I just picked it up, the way it was to me was Jesus died so that when I die, I get to go to heaven. And I always I certainly was very appreciative because I get to go to heaven, but there was also this, and you mentioned this in your sermon, it feels a little ticky-tacky that Jesus would have to die just to forgive my sins because you know, it's like, well, what, what is that about? Like, this feels like a smaller, trivial kind of thing. Why can't God just make it happen? But when I see it as Jesus' death is is the power in which I get made into the kind of person that I would be comfortable, because that thing I said earlier of that I would become the kind of person who would look at cursing at someone in line as the same as murder, I go, I think to myself, what would it, the amount of work that's going to take for me to, I can't do that for me. I just look at that and go, that's impossible for me. But then I go, maybe it would take the death of the Son of God mm-hmm. and his power living in me, his resurrection power living in me. I can see that. It's overwhelming to me at times to think that God would make that available to me because I'm not saying I'm there, but there are times where I do experience that kingdom life and I, more and more than ever before in my life. And I'm hoping more and more as I get older that I just, it is such a gift. It is mm-hmm. such a gift that, as they would say, as the uh, writers of the Bible would say, we, we get this foretaste of what the kingdom will be like for There are these moments where I go, I do genuinely, people who have hurt me, I feel bad for them. Hmm. I'm no longer even that mad about, I'm mad about what they did because no one should treat someone that way, but I'm no longer holding this anger and venom towards them that I once did. I look at them and go, I feel bad that they don't know the damage they're doing to themselves when they try to damage me. Jason, I know you and I have both taught these messages. I'm sure Nathan has referred to as well. I I just can think of specific messages you and I have taught on, like uh, the need to forgive people. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And it always feels to people like God is asking them to do something that goes against what is right. That letting people off, you know what I mean? It feels wrong. It feels wrong to let people off the hook. But you, 
we both also know, and I know this from personal experience and watching other people as it happens, that once you decide to do it, you realize, oh, this is right. Yes. This is better for me. The way that I was holding on to, it, it was what culture and what I felt. But when I heard what God wanted, if I didn't have a rebellious nature, mm-hmm. which I do, I would just have done it and just yeah. said, okay, that's what you say is the right way. Mm-hmm. But it is right. Once I do it, I can tell. it fit Everything in my spirit lines up. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, you are in line yeah. with the kingdom. Yeah. You are the way you should be. It is a powerful thing. All right. I don't know if there's more than we need to say about that or not. There's not. There's not. I would, uh, you know, finally, as I always try to do, wrap back up to try to speak to the questioner, whoever asked that. I I do often sense that when people ask questions like this, it is either from a sense of uh, fear or worry uh, that, you know, heaven is not going to be the experience that they had hoped right. it was going to be, and I can I can say anything that causes you to fear that is not a legitimate fear. You should right. not fear that one bit. That everything that um, that God is doing in your life and everything that He accomplished through the death of Jesus is going to be accomplished in you, and um, you He's going to do His work, and you don't have to worry about that. That's right. You know, so I don't want you. Thinking, well, if I, you know, I'm going to get up to heaven, I don't screw that up too. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that, right. That's not the God you follow. And uh, I think I just heard Greg Boyd say this. He said, anything that you you imagine in your mind that is not in line with the character that you see in Jesus and how he treated people, then you can know that that thought didn't come from him. That probably came from you. So um, any of those kinds of thoughts and worries, uh, I would say, don't come from the Father. So I, I think that... I think that's absolutely right. I, I think our work with all that stuff in heaven is for me to consciously be a cooperating with the Spirit, to become the kind of person mm-hmm. that wants what God wants. That God, Jesus makes clear, God only wants good for me. Yep. And if I can just say, hey, I, w- I want what God wants. I want that. Yep. And uh, then heaven's going to be perfectly suited for me. Yep. You're going to slide right on in and be just fine. And nothing's lost. <laughs> nothing, no, nothing. Nothing is lost. That's right. All right. That's it for us. We will see y'all next Bye. week. <laughs>